Let's go. I'm a bulldog. What's up, everybody? Dognation.com. Intrepid reporter Jeff Sintel here talking about all things Georgia recruiting. Of course, that means it's Wednesday night. How's everybody on Wednesday night? A historic day for our nation. And we've got tonight, as we do every Wednesday night, uh, brought to you by Kroger. We've got tonight to talk to you about uh, Georgia recruiting. Some interesting news today. Uh, we'll get to um, along our show, um, but also we've got the 2022 recruiting class to take a look at. I uh, want to first off say hi to everybody that's on Facebook. Hello to everybody that's on YouTube. How's everybody's week doing so far? Um, thankfully, I do not host a recruiting show uh, for a SEC East neighbor directly north of the state of Georgia. Otherwise, my background would look a lot different. And maybe our sponsor would be fill in the blank. You know what our sponsor would be. It would not be a sponsor. The quality of uh, Kroger uh, and its fine, um, it's fine grocery stores across the state of Georgia, the Southeast, and also America. Um, would not be talking about uh, Tennessee football. That would be a, not a good show to do tonight, talking about Tennessee football. I think it's interesting you see four of maybe their better players, Eric Gray, um, Quavaris Crouch, uh, Henry Tioto. Uh, all those guys are portaling. Wanye uh, Morris already portaled out. He chose Oklahoma earlier this week. So uh, lots of stuff going on there. Um, some news uh, to keep up with, especially Georgia football recruiting-ish. Uh, Georgia extended a uh, preferred walk-on offer today to uh, Logan Johnson. That was the go-to receiver. I think one of the most entertaining high school football players in Georgia for the last two years. Uh, Brock Vandegrift's number one receiver. Uh, if you guys don't know, you know a lot. You may know a lot about Brock Vandegrift, but I wonder how many of you folks know that his go-to receiver was probably about five feet, six inches. He was committed to Troy, but he did not sign during the early period. Uh, it will be very interesting to see what he does now. Um, Logan Johnson announced earlier today that he got a preferred walk-on offer after a conversation with Glenn Schumann. Seems natural. Glenn Schumann really kind of spearheads the Georgia preferred walk-on program so well. He's kind of coordinated that very well for the last couple of years. That was some news. The other big enchilada of news today was a national, uh, the National Quarterback Club. Uh, they extended a, uh, they named Brock Vandegrift as its national quarterback of the year. Such luminaries of late as Bo Nix, um, Bryce Young, Spencer Rattler, um, some other Heisman Trophy winners going back a little bit, Tim Tebow, Vince Young, they've won this same award. Brock, who's already a freshman at Georgia, enrolled last week taking classes. He will um, – the banquet is scheduled for that in June, uh, June the 12th, I believe, and it will be out in Arizona. Roman Gabriel will be there, I believe. Uh, Doug Williams will be there. Big deal for the National Quarterback Club every year, and they've honored Brock Vandegrift. Georgia freshman Brock Vandegrift as their um, national quarterback of the year. I think Brock was most deserving candidate. I think his resume was also enhanced by you know, there are a couple quarterbacks, you know, Caleb Williams on his way to Oklahoma. He didn't have a football season this year because of COVID. He's now already at Oklahoma. Um, so I guess when you don't have a season, you can't get national quarterback of the year, but um, even in a normal a year, non-pandemic year, I think the year that Brock Vandegrift put up, leading his team to a state title, becoming, I think what I checked, only one of five 
high school quarterbacks in the state of Georgia history to throw for more than 4,000 yards in a season and also run for 4,000 yards in a season. I think the most ultimate season when it comes to that was Deshaun Watson in Georgia, Class 3A football. His junior year, he threw for 4,415 games, and he also ran for 1,415 games. That is the standard bearer for all things great uh, Georgia schoolboy quarterback um, um, going forward. So our show topic for today, as you guys notice that thing that scrolled across your screens is, you know, we're going to get into the top targets for 2022 like we always do. But I think I wanted to, to kind of size up the class in a certain specific way. Um, I've identified three positions uh, as our um, graphics uh, stated, as our headline stated. I've, I've identified three positions that I think are just simply vital for Georgia in the 2022 recruiting class. Um, I can tell you who it's not. I, I, it's not the offensive line position. I can't imagine Georgia recruiting any much better than they did on the offensive line over the last couple of years. Don't think it's going to be defensive back, even though uh, Georgia's kind of already doing really good there with Dayon Bowie, Marquise Groves, Killebrew, um, two really top 100 type defensive backs already. Uh, I think Georgia did a very good job in recruiting defensive backs in 2020 and 2021. Everybody's excited to see what Jalen Kimber and Major Burns and Keely Ringo, those guys have to do, uh, much less guys like Nylon Green, uh, David Daniel, Javon Bullard, Kamari Lasseter, and then potentially uh, Terry on Arnold as well in the uh, 2021 class. But um, the positions that stick out for me, I'm going to start with the first one for me. First one of those has got to be the defensive line. Uh, the reason why, or perhaps the best reason why, is you're not just recruiting um, out of need there, you're recruiting for strength. Uh, there is a loaded class of 2022 defensive linemen and defensive linemen in the state of Georgia. Um, you know, Georgia's already got an, a commitment, a very steadfast commitment from Tyree West out of Tiff County in Tifton. That's good. He's a top, you know, 40 type talent. But then there's also guys like Kristen Miller. There's guys like uh, Mikel Williams. Um, Certainly, that would be a strong starting spot for Georgia in the defensive line class. But um, they've also got their eyes on Barry Alexander out of Texas, uh, who just won a state championship this week. They've also, like Travis Shaw out of North Carolina, another five-star type talent. Um, but the, the state of Georgia itself is particularly loaded across the defensive line. Defensive end, you got Mikael Williams right there, another phenomenal um, defensive end uh, in the uh, 2022 cycle. Um, but the other thing is this is since there's just a genuine need. Defensive line is the most important um, position recruiting every year in the SEC. I think every year that I've done one of these, the defensive line has always been vital. You're never going to hear me in any shape or form say that Georgia is very good on the defensive line. They don't need to um, – really have a showstopper type year recruiting the defensive line. They need to do that every year, but is especially exaggerated in 2022. Let's look at the names here. I put together a list of Bulldogs that would either either be gone or have one year or less remaining at the defensive line position in 2022 for the 2022 season. Of course, Jordan Davis won't be around. Trayvon Walker probably won't, you know, won't be around by then either. Um, his draft eligible year would be after the 2021 season. Julian Rochester, Devontae Wyatt, Tramel Walthor out of uh, South Georgia, all those guys. Um, you're talking about some of the bigger names, much less 
Um, some guys that caught redshirt freshman years like Damon Mitchell, Zion Logue, Bill Norton. Uh, that's why the uh, defensive line is a priority uh, for the 2022 class. The second slide, the second one identified here was running back. Well, why? Um, running back looks like a bonus year for 2021 already with the return of James Cook and Zamir White. The other thing there is Georgia only signed one running back in 2021. Also very interesting to pay attention to, but also, as I said before, the Bulldogs um, that were on the current roster that would have one year or less at the position in 2022, of course, James Cook, of course, Samir White, but Kenny McIntosh as well. Um, Kenny McIntosh, hard to believe, 2019, 2020, 2021, he would actually be draft eligible after the 2021 season as well. Don't see him making a jump, but he'd have the possibility to do so um, as well. So that was three of Georgia's. Um, you know, Georgia likes to have five scholarship running backs at that position every year. Um, we've mentioned that a lot of times on this program, but you know, currently you got those three. You got Dejon Edwards, Lavasier Carroll coming in in the 2021 class. And then also the fabulous Kendall Milton as well, um, guys that would still be on in their second year of um, eligibility, um, or for Kendall, it would be his third year of eligibility in the 2022 season. That could potentially be his last year in Athens. Um, that's two of the positions. If you're just joining us, thanks for joining us on Before the Hedges. I'm your host, Jeff Sintel. We're talking right now, the start of our show, about the three positions I think Georgia really needs to clean up with in the 2022 signing class. It's not the uh, it's not the um, not really the tight end position is a huge need, although Oscar Delp is really a big um, a big option there, a priority target there. Um, it's not offensive line. It's not defensive back. Um, probably could have said wide receiver here as well, um, because Georgia certainly needs to do a great job in 2021. Um, wide receiver is probably uh, considering Georgia did sign uh, two wide receivers in uh 2021, but they weren't of the you know top 150 variety that they'd done with so well in the last couple of classes with the likes of Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint, Arian Smith, Jermaine Burton, um, Dominic Blaylock, and uh, George Pickens. Um, Georgia really needs to do something at the wide receiver position. But the third one that I think is a definite need is the outside linebacker position. And that's one where we look at it, folks, in the cupboard could get really bare. Here's why I would say that. Georgia only signed one outside linebacker in 2022. That was Mikhail Sherman. Uh, he had his freshman season, his first season in Athens this fall. Got some special teams work, got some backup work as well um, during uncontested fourth quarters. Um, but Georgia, when you look at this, they only signed in the 2021 class a pair of hybrid linebackers where you look at Xavier Sori Jr., he's rated as an outside linebacker. I think he can just as well more likely be an inside linebacker in Georgia. That's the position he was being recruited for. Um, and then you also had Chas Chambliss. And Chas Chambliss is a guy that um, really could end up as a strong side defensive end as much as he could an outside linebacker. Um, Chas Chambliss is a grown man, about six foot three, about 235, 242 pounds. Kind of looks like Steve Rogers, Captain America, whenever you see him uh, working out over the last couple of years. But um, that outside linebacker room can get very, very thin when you see, you know, guys that have already moved on. Uh, but you see, uh, you know, Jermaine Johnson moved on. He wasn't going to factor in the 2020, uh, 22 team whatsoever as well. But, you know, you see uh, Georgia kind of losing a little bit of maybe that five-star oomph they had at the outside linebacker position for Dan Lanning's room. 
Um, when you consider Adam Anderson won't be around for the 2022 season, uh, Robert Beale Jr. won't, Walter Grant won't, and uh, Nolan Smith won't. It really basically leaves um, left at outside linebacker for the 2022 season, which is vital for recruiting in the 2022 class. You never want to depend on freshmen there, but you would have basically uh, likely the likes of Mikhail Sherman, um, whoever Georgia gets in 2020 in the 2022 class. Um, and then uh, you would also have the two guys this year who are kind of hybrids in Xavier and Sori Jr. and Chaz Chambliss. Of course, Georgia did do some good work already. They've picked up a commitment from six foot five uh, pass rusher Darius Smith out of Appling County. Here, a lot of folks tell me that they were that Darius Smith reminds him a lot of a Nolan Smith, but perhaps a little bit more length. He's six foot five. He had a great uh, um, season last year uh, for Appling County on a playoff team. But there, guys, if you start looking at the cupboard about who's leaving, who's who's kind of earmarked to leave. And then what Georgia has signed in the last couple of classes, they've went a little lighter on inside linebackers and outside linebackers specifically. And that's why I feel that outside linebacker is a huge priority for the uh, 2022 uh, class. That's one of three. If you guys are just joining us. You would see that the three positions, I'll repeat them, defensive line. Uh, the second one is um, – the first one, second one is running back. Running back's always a priority every year. I think Georgia needs to get two, two more guys in this class. We wrote about Emmanuel Henderson already this week on dognation.com, how he felt about George. He's actually a Georgia native living in South Alabama, just south of Dolan, um, Dothan, almost really at the Florida state line. Um, that's why running backs are so important. And then the final one was outside linebacker. Let me take a quick trip through a uh, couple of comments to see what everybody's talking about. Guys, as always, if you've got a question, anything I can uh, uh, remedy, anything I can address for you guys on uh, Before the Hedge is brought to you by Kroger, I would certainly be glad to do so. Let me see. Scanning through a bunch. Um, Hi, Lus has an opinion about Nolan Smith. I really think this is the year for Nolan. Um, kind of the year that sets up for him to really, really substantiate all those great recruiting rankings. Um, James Crump weighs in with the opinion. He says, I think Nolan just not have gotten a true opportunity over Aziz, uh, Adam Anderson, and Jermaine Johnson. Uh, Matt Talley bringing in his thoughts. Matt, how are you doing tonight, sir? Uh, bringing in his thoughts about Auburn. Um, yeah, I think Auburn really created a really bridge recruiting class this year with, I mean, a recruiting staff this year with what they do with bringing Brian Harson in from the outside out of Boise State. And then they're bringing a lot of guys with SEC experience, SEC recruiting experience as well. Um, let me see. Facebook, I had a question. I saw a question. Tommy Derricott. Yeah, I mean, there is truth to Muschamp at Georgia in some capacity, whether he's going to be an analyst or a consultant. He's been in the building. I was told he was in the building the week of bowl practices, kind of consulting, taking a look what Georgia does. Um, 
I don't know if he's going to be the the uh, ideal first choice to end up as the defensive backs coach. Um, got some questions. I think Jason Brian Lee. I'm sure many of you guys have um, put that out there. Everybody's wondering about Eric Gilbert. Here's what I'm going to tell you guys about Eric Gilbert. I think that is a situation there. Um, where I think cloudy is the way to describe that. There are some things going on in there that probably uh, don't need to be brought to light in a public forum. There's some things that situation needs to get worked out. Of course, there's been a lot of transition um, with Eric and then perhaps where he would, he would return to LSU, whether he was looking at Tennessee, uh, Georgia, Alabama, Florida. I've heard all those names, but I've also heard that um, there's some things that the young man needs to sort through uh, before he's able to make one of these big decisions like that about um, Eric Gilbert. You know, what he probably could do there is he could probably um, go to school online somewhere. He could work out uh, or he could return to uh, LSU as well, though I think all those options are on the table. But, you know, right now I think the, I, I think the best thing to say here about Eric Gilbert with everybody wondering about where Gilbert's going to wind up is to, to probably um, – not detail everything that's going on behind the scenes right there. Let me see what's up with uh, Facebook. That was Facebook, uh, YouTube. Um, while we're, while I'm looking at YouTube, I think really um, the thing to do here is to always flash our top targets. We still got a 2021 recruiting cycle. That means Terry and Arnold to talk about there. Terry and Arnold um, out of Tallahassee, Florida. He is the number one remaining target for Georgia for the 2022, 2021, excuse me, uh, recruiting cycle. Um, Terry and Arnold, I think you're going to see a lot of things when those last rankings come out. I, if I was a betting man, I would say Terry on is going to end up uh, right around five-star status. I think that is a reflective measure of his ability. Um, as a defensive back, as a kick returner, um, perhaps he should probably wind up as the nation's number one safety. If he did chose Georgia, I think he would start out at, at cornerback. Um, Florida, Alabama, you hear Florida, Georgia a lot. You hear Georgia, Alabama a lot. I think the one consistent thing you hear there is you hear a lot of um, Georgia, either team A or team B, or always in it for the longest time. Uh, I think I put on the Dog Nation forum earlier this week about Charlton Warren moving on. I don't think that's going to be a bridge that Georgia can't cross. Uh, I see how Florida uh, came back with Wesley McGriff, uh, the former Auburn defensive backs coach, to fill their open position um, in the secondary. Uh, I think I think the main thing with Terrion Arnold in Georgia is more than any other coach, I've heard him talk about Kirby Smart as the main linchpin and his attraction to Georgia. He mentions Kirby Smart in Georgia about every time uh, that subject comes up. Kirby is from Bainbridge. Terry and Arnold always draws the parallel that that's from his area 30 minutes away. He can relate to Kirby. Kirby can relate to him. I think uh, he said he knew, knew some of the things to do, knew, knew some of the things that football players would do to hang out or have fun in the area. And there's a kinship there between those two. And uh, the single – the two or three biggest things Terry on Arnold's always looking for competition relationships and a place that, a place where he can win. He wants to go somewhere where he can challenge for championships. If not, then he would end up, he would have wound up a hometown hero going to Florida state. That guys is your first look at um, first 
kind of, I would call it our first quarter, first half of our show. Um, as always, our show each and every week is brought to you by our fine Before the Hedges and Dog Nation partners. That's Kroger. Uh, we've been giving away How About Them groceries on this show for a long time. When we started out for the first three or four years of our show, everybody remember those $50 gift cards uh, and how we handed all those out. If you guys are watching the show tonight and you won one of those $50, $50 gift cards, uh, throw a hand up. I'm sure everybody could use, could have used those groceries at that time. Uh, but right now, we've got Kroger on our minds. Everybody, I know you don't hear enough from Brandon Adams. Let's take a listen right here to a special message from our sponsor. That's Kroger. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but first, a quick word from Kroger. Kroger has made shopping for the groceries and household essential items that you need even easier by offering free pickup. Just shop online, choose a pickup time convenient for you, and Kroger will carefully pick out your order and bring it to your vehicle when you arrive. So the next time you're ready to shop at Kroger, take advantage of the free pickup. It's just another way that Kroger is fresh for everyone. All right, guys, you even got the trunk loaded right now. Remember, they'll even load your trunk for you from Kroger. Get your click list. You pull into that lane, and all of a sudden, you feel like a five-star when you're going Krogering right there. Um, uh, Joe Ford, I think Terion could play cornerback, and Keeley could also play star. Um Hunter Davis shares the opinion that Georgia needs uh, needs um, Arnold. Silent chaos feels that Georgia has all their bases covered in recruiting for 2021. Would be nice to have another cornerback or safety. Well, uh, silent chaos, that's why Terry and Arnold is so important. He could probably be the best safety or the best cornerback in Georgia's class. Michael Porter, you're asking me a question. What about Mim? Are you talking about Mims or are you saying what about him? Uh, Brian McPhail, I think Georgia could possibly sign uh, one more high school player in the 2021 cycle. They would save the rest of their class for transfers. Nick Vernon, a uh, question I get a lot. The freshman I see making the biggest impact, I usually settle on uh, I like Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, I like uh, Marius Mims, and I like uh, Brock Bowers. I think those are the guys, the true freshmen, that I think can make the biggest early impact. Uh, Brian McPhail, I did uh, discuss Gilbert. Uh, Silent Chaos, uh, we were talking about Emmanuel Henderson. Uh Uh, yeah, Emmanuel, it's funny. I wrote about him this week. So he's like the best player in his area since 1932. They have to go back to a Rose Bowl MVP in 1934. That's in way South Alabama, almost at the Florida state line. Emmanuel Henderson actually knows Xavier Sori fairly well. They've got a, his cousin actually, uh, uh, Xavier's cousin actually played basketball, uh, with Emmanuel Henderson at uh, Geneva County. Um, that's in Hartford, Alabama, really small community, close-knit community. But um, Emmanuel's the best player since 1932 in that area. He reminds me of a faster carry-on Johnson. He's about 6'3", 
excuse me, he's about six, 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 one, six, two, about 195, 200 pounds, um, plays baseball, plays basketball. Uh, the intriguing part for me there, uh, is, is that, um, he told me when we spoke that he'd already spoken to Kirby Smart about eight or nine times, whereas he'd only spoken to Nick Saban twice and Dabo Sweeney once. For me, I think the teams to watch there are Auburn, Alabama, of course, SEC guy, number one running back in the country, five-star running back. Um, he is um, wanted by both those schools. Uh, but for me, it's Georgia, Clemson, uh, Alabama, and Auburn. Those seems like seem like the schools to watch there for Emmanuel Henderson. We wrote a lot about him, and you can check earlier this week, and you can check all that out on dognation.com. All right. Uh, quick lap around a couple of things. Uh, I wanted to get everybody's attention. Um, we've seen Terriano Arnold is the top remaining target. Georgia's class, let's take a quick look at that. It's number three nationally. Uh, I don't think Georgia's going to catch Bama or uh, Ohio State at one or two, but they could get a little bit closer with the addition of Terry on Arnold. Um, most of the guys, their rankings have stayed the same. 16 guys are in Athens. That's Amarius Mims, Brock Vandegrift, Xavier Sori Jr., Shmael Munden, Micah Morris. We profiled him in the Dog Nation film room as well as Amarius Mims earlier this week. Uh, Nyland Green, David Daniel, Brock Bowers, Lavoisier, Carol, remember, folks, uh, think like um, think like Busta Rhymes when you pronounce that first name. Lavoisier, Carol, one of Busta Rhymes' greatest hits. Um, you got Jonathan Jefferson out of Douglas County, rated as a DE. He's going to be a defensive tackle at Georgia. TID, that's Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, Chaz Chambliss, Donna Mitchell, Marlon Dean, Javon Bullard, and Jackson Meeks. Um, Four guys that are still left that, that, that have signed with Georgia but have not enrolled yet. Um, they couldn't graduate early and get to Athens. That's Dylan Fairchild. I think he's going for a state title in two weeks at Macon, um, defending his class heavyweight championship. Uh, Jawan Dumas-Johnson, Kamari Lassiter, and Jared Wilson. Um, Jared's one of those unique guys that didn't get a chance to play his high school senior year, so he'll be playing in the spring with everyone else in North Carolina. North Carolina's going to do things a little weird. They're going to only play about eight or nine games and have a reduced uh, eight or nine regular season games, and they're going to have a reduced 12-game um, spring season, and then they're going to have a reduced um, fall as well to kind of take some of the workload off the boys playing from, you know, you know March, April, May, and then coming back and after maybe like two or three months off and then going in the fall like as normal. That's a lot of games. Some of these, some of those players in North Carolina, they could probably play on a state championship team. They could probably play somewhere around 20, 22 games in a calendar year, and that's a lot for a high school kid. Um, we've been talking about 2022 targets. If you saw the first part of our show, we discussed our 2022 biggest positional priority needs, and uh, I think we're going to roll down now with a top targets uh, 2022 version. This is version 1.1 because it has changed. There is a uh, there is a change right there. Number 12 is Shamar Stewart. That is the uh, five-star defensive end out of Opelika, Florida. Uh, everybody in the country is in on him. Uh, Dan Lanning has been the primary recruiter for Georgia. Number 11, this guy drops a couple of spots. Travis Shaw, the five-star defensive tackle. Georgia's going to have to deal with uh, North Carolina and Clemson, especially there. I think Tennessee's candidacy for Travis Shaw has left the building. Um, number 10, Jeremiah Alexander, 
Um, he's at a Thompson. He's at Alabaster, Alabama. He's one of those guys, Jeremiah, that's just pining for his visits. Um, he's not going to make his commitment until after his senior year. He was a former Alabama commitment. A guy that moves up a couple of notches this week is Bear Alexander. He was a dominating force for a Ryan High School state championship team in Texas. Got triple teamed, got double teamed. I think he's going to be a five-star defensive tackle in the end. Bear has told me uh, that he wants to wait as long as possible to make his college decision, but Georgia has been prioritizing him and talking to him uh, for the longest, longest time. Um, Good relationships there already with Georgia and Bear Alexander. Number eight is Brendan Thompson. He gave a shout-out to Georgia fans this week from his Twitter account. Um, Georgia has prioritized him. This is a 10.18 guy in his junior year, faster than Arian Smith, that type of wheels on Brendan Thompson. He's out of Texas, of course, the new Texas staff. Sarkeesian is on him, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Clemson, Alabama, uh, Georgia. I think Brendan Thompson told me this week that he's talking to Alabama uh, tomorrow. Uh, so, you know, all these schools are really trying their best to get a very special athlete. We've put his film up on uh, before in our Dog Nation uh, forum, forum.dognation.com. Brendan Thompson's the type of guy, if he didn't have 4-3 speed, if he was a mere 4-7, he'd still be a great football player because he gets after it. He's, ten- he's tenacious. He's physical. He's got a really um, – just the way he plays the game and gets after it, he would be successful even if he did not have um, elite speed for a high school um, athlete. Now, he's listed as an athlete. He's kind of a top 70 player there coming out of Texas, but um, he would likely be a wide receiver primarily should he choose any of those schools that I just mentioned there. Georgia, I think, is currently in his top 12, and I think Georgia will stay in a lot of his top schools' uh, cut downs as well. Number seven is Gunnar Stockton, recently decommitted from – South Carolina, Georgia, Auburn seem like the principals there. Uh, we talk to that a lot. Um, we talk about that a lot. Uh, Daniel Martin out of Marietta, Georgia, that, um, you know, Daniel Martin has been made to feel like a priority for a very long time. He's got Georgia alums in his family, very strong family there. Of um, Education is very valued in Daniel's uh, family. Clemson is there. Alabama's there. A lot of the big, 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 you know, Florida there. All the big schools are there looking at Daniel Martin. Um, LSU is another school, but Martin is a guy that um, it seems like C.J. Washington and Marquise Groves Killebrew, those guys have been talking to him and have been in, in his ear for the longest time. Uh, number five, Branson Robinson. Guys, dismiss all that three-star stuff right there. I think Branson Robinson is a five-star walking. He's at a Germantown in Madison, Mississippi. Um, definitely. I think, a, a, a major target for Georgia. I think he's squatting over 500 pounds. He's benching almost 400 pounds already. You guys know that type of stuff from a high school running back. Um, you know who that reminds everyone of when I start dropping out weightlifting totals like that for a high school running back. Number four is Jalen Walker. I loved writing his story, talking to this young man and his family. His dad is a college coach at uh, Catawba in uh, Salisbury, North Carolina, the uh, head coach at Catawba in Salisbury, North Carolina. His dad wanted to be a Georgia Bulldog growing up. Um, he came – ironically, he came he, – Jalen Walker's dad, um, Curtis Walker, um, played high school at the same high school which produced Jamie Newman. Everybody remembers that school from the Jamie Newman early stories 
when they had a Georgia G, when they had the same similar colors. That's why Jalen Walker's father always dreamed about being a Bulldog. And the nation's, I think he's the number four outside linebacker. Georgia's in his top six. Um, Georgia certainly has a chance for Jalen Walker. He's the young man I wrote about uh, that wants to be an orthodontist one day, and that was a natural. To me, it was natural to write about a guy that wants to, you know, rattle some teeth and then straighten some teeth later on in his in his um, work life and professional career. Jalen Walker actually has already been job shadowing and and trailing, you know, orthodontists in his Salisbury. Uh, Salisbury, I think that's Rowan County, Salisbury area in North Carolina, because he's wanted to be an orthodontist longer than he's wanted to be an NFL linebacker. Number three, we just said a whole lot about Emmanuel Henderson out of Geneva County in Hartford, Alabama, earlier in our show. I want to make sure you guys picked up on the um, frequency of contact already from Georgia coach Kirby Smart and Del McGee um, compared to other schools. When I asked Emmanuel um, there's that Xavier Sori connection, nation's number one running back, five-star running back out of Alabama. Um, when I asked him uh, what schools he would like to visit as soon as the NCAA allows it, the first school he named was the University of Georgia. Number two is Mikel Williams out of Hardaway, Columbus, Georgia. Uh, I think this guy is another five-star, six-foot-five. He had 17 sacks um, as a high school junior. Um, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. Um, those seem like the really uh, vital, integral schools there for uh, Mikael Williams. And then number one, staying at number one each week, five-star athlete Malachi Starks out of Jefferson. I think I'm going to write about Malachi really soon because I got a couple great stories I want to tell you about Malachi Starks and you know what he means to his community and also what he went through uh, during his junior season when he led uh, Jefferson to an unbeaten season before falling to a really stout Mayor's team in the um, – in the state championship game at Georgia state. A um, couple of other names. I want you to know, I went through a bunch of them each week. We wrote about Kojo Antwi this week, how loaded top eight, he's got Georgia and Ohio state um, standing out as his leaders at the top, which is they're starting to break away from uh, everybody else in his top six. I really enjoyed watching his tape. If you guys like to like to just crunch tape and just, you know, binge some tape, Kojo has a very enjoyable four minutes and 31 second film. You don't have simple 12 yard catches on that thing. Everything on that tape is a uh, plus play. It is a, it is a playmaker's play. Uh, no, as I wrote today on dognation.com when I profiled Kojo Antwi, um, hope you guys got a chance to see that story. Uh, there are no empty calories on his film. Um, Bunch of names to talk about here. We always go through these every week. I mentioned Oscar Delp is another guy. Emery Floyd, uh, the guy we wrote about, he wants to break. Also earlier this week, he wants to break the 21-second mark during spring track in the 200. Has the potential, Emery Floyd, to be as fast as anybody Georgia has ever signed. He's already a 4-4-0 guy. He would be a safety. Um, new additions I want to bring to everybody's um, um kind of radar is, um, let me see, uh, Cade Klubnick out of Westlake High School in Texas. That's Austin, Texas. Now, Georgia offered him back prior to his junior year. Uh, Cade just won back-to-back. He led his team to back-to-back state championships in Texas's largest classification. He actually beat um, Quinn Ewers, the Ohio State commit, the five-star number one prospect in the country right now. He actually beat him in the championship game. Another name I want to bring to everybody's mind is Walton, uh, cornerback 
Um, Marcus Allen, he's the younger brother of Derek Allen, who who went to Notre Dame and has since transferred to Georgia Tech. Um, comes from a very, uh, very um, determined, very intelligent, very um, academically savvy family out of Walton High School. He has a Georgia offer. I would expect um, Georgia uh, to continue to pursue him in the 2022 class. He's another one of those guys that can play, you know, big enough to be a safety at six foot two. Uh, also has true corner skills as well. Um, those are some of the names I wanted to bring your attention for the big names to know in the uh, 2022 class. Um, quick thing on the 2021 class, offensive, defensive breakdown. Georgia has nine guys for the offensive side of the ball, um, 11 for the defensive side of the ball. The split between in-state and out-of-state is now um, 10 to 10. Uh, only two of those guys go outside the SEC footprint. Just want to try to make sure you guys are aware of that with every um, recruiting class. Uh, guys, we got a couple things I want to show you uh, also tonight um, that caught my attention on Twitter. We would call this the, the tweets of the week or the chatter that kind of um, sticks out to me. The first of those, uh, let's bring up uh, the graphic for something we spoke about earlier in our show. That's Georgia extending a preferred walk-on offer to Logan Johnson. Now, Logan has the chance here now to play for his home state nearby, Prince Avenue, Christian Bogart, Brock Vandegrift's number one target throughout high school. He has the option to, to be a preferred walk-on at Georgia, which would be a matchup nightmare, especially on the scout teams early on. But the reality here is he's about five foot six and about 165 pounds. Um, would be impossible to guard. But I don't know if, um, for me, this is an opinion, um, certainly would certainly be a great thing for Logan, whatever he chose to do. But I think really he needs to go somewhere where he can play right away. Um, and the best, best chance for him to play right away would probably be at a place like Troy. Um, he can do that maybe after a redshirt season. Um, and then also if he wanted to, he would always have the option to uh, transfer back to Georgia and be a, and be a walk-on as well. Um, that sort of thing. Those options would also always there be be there for him as well. Um, the second thing, man, Logan has made a ton of plays. Um, he committed to Troy, but he did not sign during the early period. Let's take a look at that um, tweet that we want to bring to everybody's attention from the National Quarterback Club, highlighting Brock Vandegrift as their National Quarterback of the Year. Um, pretty cool deal there. Pretty cool thing there. Um, Brock Vandegrift joins an esteemed uh, fraternity of guys that have won that award. Guys are still in college football, Spencer Rattler, Bo Nix, and um, also Bryce Young at Alabama, the new quarterback, the next quarterback at Alabama. Um, also, Tim Tebow um, won that award in the past. I think Brock Berlin won that award in the past, former Florida quarterback, and then also uh, Vince Young, another former Heisman Trophy winner who won that. I don't think we got to show you this last week. Let me show you the video of Georgia. Um, Georgia put together a nice little video from Zooms, a quick little introduction to their 2021 class. You get to hear their voices, you get to see their smiles, and you get to see their, their faces. Take a quick look. I think we've got that for you guys on our show tonight. Take a quick look at that. What's up, Dog Nation? What's up, Dog Nation? What's up, Dog Nation? Everything all day, every day. What's going on, Dog Nation? This is Michael Morris. 
offensive lineman class of 2021. 2021 QB commit, Brock Vandegrift. Xavier Sori, 2021 linebacker out of Camelton, Florida. This is Tyra Ingle Dawkins, Brock Bowers. Math, California. I just want to say, man, I'm blessed for the opportunity to play at the University of Georgia, man. Let me get out there and put on a show for you. I know how excited I am to be a dog. I can't wait to get on campus and show y'all what I'm all about. Blessed to be a part of the Bulldog family. Let's get to work. I can't wait to show y'all what I bring to the table. Blessed for the opportunity to be excited to get on campus. Hey, I can't wait to get that, baby. Let's get it. Can't wait to get down to the G. Can't wait to get to Athens and leave it all on the field. Ready to get this thing rolling. Great for this opportunity. Can't wait to become a dog. Go dogs, baby. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs. Go dogs, baby. Go dogs. Hey, Dennis Wilson. I see your comment here on uh, YouTube, man. Yeah, uh, Opelika, Florida. That's right. Yes, in your backyard, Shamar Stewart. A um, couple other things I want to show you guys about. Um, let's look at uh, this tweet here from Oscar Delp. I think he's Georgia. has been Georgia's number one target at tight end for the 2022 class. Man, he had a very strong junior year, especially even though he was hurt. Picked up a recent offer from Clemson. Michigan has always been a big school for him. He accepted an invitation and committed to the All-American Bowl out in San Antonio. It would be great to see him playing for the East team uh, next January. Crossing the fingers, hoping sure all that stuff still gets to happen next year as well. Uh, We get this virus in check. The second one I want to show you, it's another um, in-state guy. We talked about defensive linemen earlier in the show. Kristen Miller out of Cedar Grove High School is a guy that I could see winding up at Georgia. Um, defensive lineman, he also accepted. And a part of that strong uh, defensive line class for 2022 in the state of Georgia, Kristen Miller um, out of Cedar Grove High School, he also committed to the All-American Bowl uh, over the last four or five days. So uh, congratulations to Christian and Oscar as well. Those guys are very strong additions to the East team. Um, for the All-American Bowl. And Kristen, man, Kristen has a presence to him. I, I tell you, folks, if any walk of life, you, you meet Christian Miller, Kristen Miller, and maybe he wants to work for you. Maybe he's got his resume on your desk. Maybe you get the chance to um, play some golf with him or just meet him in person. That young man has a bright and charismatic personality. Um, very outgoing. The type of uh, young person that um, – you see, and you see that God's gifted him with all this athletic ability. It could be an offensive tackle or a defensive tackle. Um, it just looks like every day is the best day of his life. And uh, it's very cool when you get to meet some young people like that uh, in this position uh, that I have right there. So, guys, I'm going to take a quick lap uh, before the hedges. I, again, another edition, the January 20th, 2021 edition. Um, hope everybody's had a good week so far. What do you guys think about the um, it's funny. I'm going to tell you a little bit of intel about my life. We're having some painting done. We're having some remodeling done in our kitchen. So really the fact that I brought out this screensaver here, uh, to kind of cover up all the drop, drop cloth and all the things that are going in and out. Let me tell you folks, that is a wonderful project to always test the strengths of your family bond and how great things are in your household when you're having home renovations done. Uh, especially during the week when everybody is distance learning um, from school. Um, Let me see. Got some um, Miami, Alabama talk in the YouTube thread. Uh, Let me see what, um, let me see one more, take one more lap through Facebook, see if I can answer a couple more questions. Anybody got them? 
Stephen Furr, thanks for joining us. Guy Baker, Logan Sweat, uh, Kenneth Wiggins, Jacob O'Neill, Bob Cross, Roderick Price. Um, Yeah, Chad. Yeah, top targets definitely needed OLBs. I think it's where, an area where Georgia has to get and, and reload the outside linebacker position. Tom Harlow, Philip Jordan-Wells, um, Bob Cross. Uh, Philip Jordan-Well, good question here. Uh, which prospect grades out higher uh, on the composite as a high star, as a high four-star, borderline five-star? Ranking Mothra or Rodan? Man, I'd have to go with Rodan on that one. Mike Zambiasi, thank you. Linda Ray, Robert Reynolds, thanks to everybody for joining us tonight. Folks, that has been Before the Hedges brought to you guys by Kroger. Hope you guys have gotten your supper tonight. I'm about to have mine. Been a busy day in the salt mines here on Dog Nation, cranking out some content, getting on the forum, checking my phones, and also streaming live to you guys every Wednesday night. It is certainly my pleasure to be able to do so each and every week. Thanks to everybody for jo to join us on Facebook. Thanks to everybody who joined us on Kroger. If you guys have liked any part of our show, give us a like. You can also find Before the Hedges each and every week on Spotify, SoundCloud, and the Apple podcast platform as a podcast. Folks, we might be adding a little bit more inventory to our Before the Hedges podcast coming up in the near future. Um, we'll be thinking about that. Let us know if you would like to hear more podcasts from us um, on a on a more by two or three times a week, maybe. Let me know if that's something you guys would be interested in. As always, we do appreciate your five-star reviews on the uh, Apple Podcast podcast platform as well. Remember, here at Dong Nation, I'm Jeff Sintel. This has been another edition of Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. Check out Brandon Adams tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Got another cover for live with the gang, Mike, Connor, Brandon, and myself. Uh, tomorrow as well on Thursday. Thursday is cover four day here on Dog Nation. For everybody here at Dog Nation, I'm Jeff Sintel. We'll see you guys later on the pages of dognation.com. Have yourself a great night and a great week, everybody. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.